Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Mouse Jones. I'm Nat Wilds from Florida. And we are. Welcome back. Welcome back. Shout out to the neighborhood and all of our lovely neighbors. Um, We appreciate y'all. You know, we've been doing the analytics and we have seen that. Me, I was wrong the whole time. I've been saying all this time that it is 95% women. Yep. Five percent men. Let's Ryan. Let me know this week that we have fifty fifty listeners. We oh, actually. We we, it, it, hold on, but but it's to to your to your point. It has changed over the years. It used to be. <laughs> actually, no, it used to be. It used to be. It used to yeah, be crazy. It used to be yeah, beautiful. Fa- Don't forget that live part. show. Don't forget that live show. I've, that was amazing. First of all, 150,000 women. Uh, it was two men. Two. So is crazy. and we invited two. I'm men. not. <laughs> so. So when we get back outside, let's not change that uh, community. Keep y'all that energy. Stay home. Keep we, that energy. We, we we don't need y'all to come. Just keep listening. That's a fact. Um, there's that. Uh, make sure that no matter what y'all do, um, you subscribe, comment, and rate, okay? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating. Yes, And let us know what you think in the comment section. You're going to ask me why a five-star rating? Because we're narcissistic. And you have not because you ask not. Mm. That's what the Bible says. So I'm asking for the five-star, okay? I'm asking for a nice comment because we're children and we need validation. <laughs> we need to know that we're doing Amen. something right. Uh, and make sure, listen, I'm only going to say this once and one time this time. Okay, if you are Hakeem Campbell, Kimmy Gibbler, cut the shit. Okay, stop mooching. Okay, y'all get two episodes per week for the price of none. The least you could do is take your cheap ass to the Patreon. Go to patreon.com backslash guys next door pod and become a goddamn Patreon. Please. That's you. Put a little snap on the Petro. That's it. We got exclusive content over there. You get to see our face over there. You get what I'm saying? Do the right thing. Go over there. Stop eating off our couch for free. You feel exactly. what I'm saying? And last but not least. Make sure that if you got to listen to letter, you send it to guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. That's guysnextdoor123 at gmail.com. And listen, if you want that letter read on air, put your own fake name in the subject line or Che's going to read what's in front of her. Oh, yeah. Very Ron Burgundy style. Very Ron Burgundy style. Very Ron Burgundy. Also, if it is a relationship question, does not have to be. But if it is a relationship question, make sure you send a picture of yourself in the sutors. Okay, I also put the S in there because I know y'all be creeping out. They be out here wilding. They be out here wilding. 
and it's all important because I'm a visual person, so I never want to give fat people advice to a skinny person, and I never want to give ugly advice to a good-looking person. You got to keep the balance, so help me help you help us. Now, let's get into this episode. Um, Listen, we have, in the pandemic, uh, we have uh, all been listening to a lot more things and, you know, have a lot more time to explore things, so... Uh, sometimes, you know, in the group chat, Mac will be like, yo, look at this workout video. Mm -hmm. Look at this. uh, Mm -hmm. Look at this movie. Look at this script. Ryan will be like, yo, look at this. Look at this. And we'll all share different things. So um, me being the the podcast that I am, um, I'm always listening to different news things and uh, love what NPR does with the tiny desk and all that. 200%. Um, And so I was listening to Up First. Wow, I'm giving like two promos, right? Uh, So I was listening to Up First and there there was a... uh, there was a, a ad for like the, the music came in and this real deep voice came over. Booming. Like booming even. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and yo, y'all had to hear that ad, son. It's the morning time. So up first it drops in the morning. So it's the first I'm listening on my workout or whatever I'm doing. And just out of nowhere, you just hear this voice like in in hip hop. I said, Oh in hip hop. Is that Barry White? Is that you? I said, I said, God, you know I listen to hip hop. Oh man. <laughs> so I was like, so I so the podcast was called Louder Than the Right and off rip, they they do a good job of it, it, with me with podcasting, it's all about balance. It's all about voice. I'm I'm lit, I'm always into it bigger than what we're just hearing, right? Mm-hmm. So to hear this this deep voice and then hear this soft assertive voice right next to it i was like wait what the hell is going on here? It, it was it was giving me it was giving me very like q-tip fife like vibes yes. like the way that they vibed <laughs> off of each other it's almost okay, it, okay. It, it, and that's how i felt I it, it felt I like uh, it felt like a hip-hop group so i'm like wait what's in this um so the name of the podcast was louder than the riot and i listened to the first episode and i was hooked and then they came out with the next three or four episodes. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I need the niggas to hear this because mm-hmm. I need the niggas to know what's going on. Um, and so we've been listening. Um, and it's 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 so it's so dope that this podcast give a, gives a platform for us to not just, um you know, introduce you to people, but also for us to sit across from people whose respect, uh, whose work we respect and appreciate. So with that said. Joining us in the crib today, we have deep voice Rodney Carmichael. Yeah. We got Sid Madden of the Louder Than a Riot podcast. Sid, Rodney, welcome to the crib. Thank oh, you. man. Thank you. Thank you so y'all much. Y'all hear that voice? That intro. Do y'all hear the voice? It, go, it goes so well together. It's like a hello. And then a, hey, it's a, it's like a good it's, one-two it's punch. Good. It's a great one-two yeah, punch. It's, it's, when he's tracking it's, and he really it, leans into his accent, you, that's when it gets crazy. That's what it gets. All right, we gonna, speaking we of the accent, speaking of that accent, where are you from, Rodney? I grew up in and around Atlanta, man. In oh, and around wow. Atlanta. Wow. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. In and around. Oh, and yeah. so you were so real fast, and I, I just always have this question for people who grew up around that time. Um, when hip hop was just starting the mute or, or should I say like black music was really having that influx in Atlanta, and then yep. uh uh what happened with Wayne. Um, with Wayne down there, uh, uh, with the the child murders, what was what what, mm. what was what what was that time like? And did it have any type of effect on you and your relationship with music? Oh man, so you're talking about the the missing and murdered yes. children down yes. here? I, I can't oh, remember man. his last name. I know it's Wayne something. Wayne Williams, yeah. Wayne, Wayne Williams. Williams, yeah. Jesus, yeah. Man, that was I was very young at that time. Um, I was very young and. Uh, 
I really, you know, you really didn't have a sense of what was going on. You just knew your parents were overprotective mm. or it's, it seemed like they were over, overprotective at the time. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't until years later till I really had a sense of, of, of what was going on and, and how ironic it would be that, you know, the same town where, you know, young black kids were getting snatched up would end up being, you know, the kind of hip hop city that it became hmm. years later. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. And we're going to get into that because like the way y'all set this, the way y'all, the way I, I'm sorry, who's calling me? Jesus. Call it better be back. Jesus. It better not. <laughs> Jesus was just talking. No. Jesus was just talking. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus was just talking. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, people, yeah, Jesus was calling on the main line. Uh, let's, let's, wow. I thought I turned my FaceTime off. Okay, there we go. Okay. All right. Uh, Real quick, that out. <laughs> Now, Sid, um, same question to you. Like, where'd you grow up and um, how did that have any type of, um, I guess, effect on, on your, your relationship with hip-hop or black music? Yeah, well, I'm up? originally from Boston, but I moved out to New York for college and I stayed uh, for most of the time. I, I went down to D.C. for a little bit, you know, of course, working at NPR headquarters down in D.C. But I'm very much the East Coast person on the team. I'm the one who always, <laughs> you can hear it in the Bobby Shmurda episodes, I'm the one who's like, living through that summer of 2014 mm, yeah. when the shmoney dance was like yeah. the only universal two-step in the club type of thing and um it's it's funny because we constantly Ronnie and I constantly go back and forth about who's the best out right now who's re who's reviving the game where the renaissance is and you know he's very like mm. um staunchly Atlanta but I love to talk about <laughs> <laughs> no <Nah>, come on <laughs> on that Oh, now you don't want to keep wow. it. Now you don't keep it a buck. Wow. Now you don't want to keep it a buck. I keep it universal. I keep okay, it universal. The reason, the reason, the reason, the reason I know Rodney's line is for the first time ever. His voice went up. His voice went high. Oh, yeah. yeah. His voice went high. <laughs> mind you. <laughs> hold on. Mind you. His voice went up. <laughs> so his voice went up and it sounded like a regular voice. Like he, it went from. <laughs> I knew he was lying because he sounded like me. He said something. I looked up. I didn't even say nothing. But, but, but I mean, I said that is a great conversation. Where, where do y'all see that? Like that, where from your from your stance in the game, or or as consumers, or writers, or just you know pundits, where, who where is that stamp right now? That's a good question. I would oh, say it's man. been very much decentralized in the age of the internet. And you know, we were talking about this even mm. in our even in our upcoming episode, which is the third and final episode in the Bobby Schmurder trilogy that we're that you're gonna hear next week. Which has mm -hmm. been which has been fire, by hey, the way. Thank you. Yeah, like absolutely. it's been fire, by mm. the way. If you guys haven't listened right. to it, I mean I know where this whole episode is bigging them up, but make sure y'all go listen yeah, to that. That shit yeah. is fire. Thanks. I mean, we do that's the whole point of the series. Like we do deep dives into cases that really caught headlines, but then people think these acts just went away or these things happen in a vacuum or it was a flash in the pan that yeah. that part we, exactly. do, we yes. do a lot of uh nuance like deep dive and contextualizing same thing with the mac phipps story which is uh which is out of which Atlanta, which uh, is Atlanta, louisiana which is normal yeah. yeah but yeah. um i mean to go back to your original question i'm very much into this uh new york hip-hop moment that we're having and, it, and i think even uh, nice yeah. little brooklyn right, drill exactly. moment you know, the drill is back. Even, drill is even back. in a pandemic, nobody really supposed to be outside. Like the like the the energy of all these protests we've been seeing, the energy of yeah, the energy of like the new people coming up, making stuff on their own, very DIY. It rings so true to that like Brooklyn hustle mentality, which I'm 
you know talk about it exactly so i'm very much i'm waving the flag for east coast always oh yeah brooklyn we, we, we do show up when we show up Listen, we do our thing. all right all right the whole the whole gang the whole gang could tell you that i don't listen to nothing but brooklyn drill mm-hmm. um but also, you know, there is this one song that you know that I it's the it's the most romantic song I've ever heard in my life. Oh my uh, god! What what song what song uh, is throat, that, Mouse Jones? Throat baby. My oh, Y Cash, an Atlanta resident. That's the most romantic song I've ever heard in my life. Like I've never heard a song like you talk about a kid. You talk about a kid. You talk about a kid being romantic, but also in 2020, being respectful. Okay, he asked for consent. Let <laughs> may I let a young nigga come and play oh in your throat, God. please. He asked for consent. Hold wow. on, who was this song by? Yeah. Uh, BRS one of your one of your residents. In in and around Atlanta, he's in and around Atlanta. He from he from that area. Listen, I love it, but um, I want to. I know I know we have a short amount of time with y'all, so I definitely want to jump into it. Please explain to the people who've been living on a rock or, you know, may not be able to read too well. Uh, let let our listeners know about the Louder Than a Riot podcast in the, the because the I don't want to step on it. The messaging in that podcast is what caught me. Um, yes. um So, yes, please let them know about NPR's Louder Than a Riot. I mean, it's it's basically a podcast where we look at at the the interconnected rise between hip hop and mass incarceration over the last 40 years you know we started in the early 80s and you know really just in making this podcast man we we you know we didn't necessarily go into it like this but we knew we wanted to look at hip-hop and mass incarceration and the relationship between the two right mm-hmm. and then and and doing more research around that it became apparent that they both kind of exploded together simultaneously this parallel rise you know with the 80s comes the war on drugs from Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan at the same time that, you know, rap as a recorded genre starts popping off. And, um, you know, next thing you know, you know, America is the most carceral country in the in the in the plant on the planet. And, and hip hop is the most consumed genre, you know, and the coincidence mm. is, is just too much to, to, to ignore. And so we just really wanted to kind of, you know, gather together some stories to to really be able to kind of like parse that out and, and explore all of that and, and figure out, you know, what, what is behind yeah. this connection, you know, and, and obviously hip hop is always a reflection of, of us as black folks. Mm-hmm. So to say that hip hop and mass incarceration have a relationship is, is just another way of saying mass incarceration and black America, you know, have this <laughs> entrenched relationship, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so so we, we use the music to kind of explore exactly. a lot of that stuff. And with it being such a sprawling type of topic, like you could, I mean, you could like, ex- uh, you could consult with experts about it. You could talk to rappers about one-offs and like what they think about it. But we really wanted to show kind of like a proof of concept of this parallel rise. So that's why as as journalists, mm-hmm. we did deep dives into cases from, from the early 2000s up until, up until, just last year is the most recent case we talk about to show you where the the entanglement between you know black life and black criminality is in these cases and and to contextualize a lot of the structural and cultural violence that goes into having these things happen and then goes into rappers being deemed the scapegoats or being the martyrs of the culture when they're really like moving American pop culture forward in all these ways, you know? And I like to always say, like, I mean, I like to think about 
like how much the lyrics have been telling us this from jump like how Rodney says from the 80s and so right. now like in our first episode we start with the message because we say it has to start with the message that was the first you know which was the first lyrical yeah. record I've, I have this argument my, my dad is in, the, in his office working right now I've had this argument forever that the first lyrical lyrical rap song not the hit mm-hmm. <laughs> that nigga Melly Mel he may be off his rocker now but that nigga Melly Mel said broken glass everywhere. everywhere. People pissing on the stage care. like they just don't exactly. care. Like that, I, I was like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Wait, I thought. Now the niggas might have been just like the Isley brothers, <laughs> but it's all about what you say. It's all about what you say, it's, brother. It's about it's, it's right, and it's, and it's a lot about the dichotomy of like hip hop being. Um, mm, mm. Go back to that word. Go back to that word. Of hip hop being Ryan Leslie, Ryan Leslie word of the day. Absolutely. Ryan Leslie Very word much. of the day. Absolutely. We like it. We like, like it. A beauty pla- yeah. a beauty pageant and a blood sport and something that is always enticed, but also kind of like frightened white America, which is why they like inch a little bit closer, which is why they want to always be in close proximity, but still, you know, a suburbs ride away from this shit, you know? So we really mm-hmm. wanted to take the blindfold off of people who kind of casually listen to make, listen to hip hop for so long and show you like, this is the real world implications that's informing the music and holding the mirror up to society and always has been. Jeez. Mm. Now, well, you know what? I'll save that question. I'll save that question. Now, uh, Ryan, you had a question you wanted to ask, right? Um, not yet, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 was, I, was, I wanted know. to, I, you know what? I, I wanted to dive straight into Bobby Smarter stuff because that shit. Well, hit oh, home. Okay, mm. so let, all right, so let, we'll, let's get in there. Let, let, let's, all right, so let's work our way there. So I wanted to ask, um, because it's like a, it's a two part question because as somebody, um, I'm, I'm the, I'm the, broadcaster of the crew right like everybody else has everybody was doing something before we mm-hmm. linked together to do this right so i guess and i it, it could be selfish it could be selfish advice for myself but also just like uh uh, uh giving people like a, a little peek behind the magic how do you remain impartial covering something you're so adamant about right like this is hip-hop like this you love hip-hop that. absolutely we all, yeah, yeah. this is what i'm you know it, far be it for me to you know get put words in your mouth but i'm pretty sure this is the lane of music that got you at npr music so like you're doing this deep dive um and these might be songs or artists that you love but you have to be impartial in the reporting or or is it not or do you attack this as an op-ed almost mm. And that's such a good question. That's, that's man. That's probably a, a better question than, than we've been asked in, in any interview. Um, I kind of do, do this. I kind of. That's Mouse Jones, ladies and gentlemen. That's Mouse Jones. Kind of do this. Um, but it's it's yeah. real, right? Like that's and those are the kind of conversations that we had in, in terms of making of this because you know we felt like it was important that you know our um that our place in the culture. And, and the way we identify with the culture come through in the reporting, but, you know, we could still be reporters. And so this, this, this whole thing that you're talking about, you know, they, they, you know, commonly referred to as objectivity yes. in journalism, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yes. And, you know, the thing about objectivity is it ain't real. I mean, there's no such thing as being totally objective when you're reporting, like every decision that you're making as a, as a journalist, is is coming from a place of subjectivity, whether you realize that and can acknowledge that or not. You know what I'm mm. saying? Now, I think us as as black journalists, as black reporters, we have always kind of understood that. 
and journalism on a larger scale is finally getting to the point where it's 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 being beginning to grapple with this and 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 recognize this you know that in a lot of ways you know just the the journalism as a as a structure and objectivity as an idea it has a lot of um just you know white supremacist ideals kind of steeping mm-hmm. you know in terms of Prioritizing, yeah, because yeah. we're not supposed to be here. Exactly, exactly. exactly. You know what Let I mean? Let alone and, tell our story. And in, in right. terms of in, in, facts, in terms of normalizing and, and saying whatever the norm is, is 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 a is a point of view that usually you know is is the overwhelming majority you know of the culture or, or white folks. In other words, you know what I mean. And so they make decisions all the time that they feel like are objective decisions as as journalists as reporters that you know to us we can see the bias in them. And so I, I think that we, we we disavowed ourselves of any, you know, any reason to to have some false sense of objectivity guide us in this reporting. Now, we wanted to be fair. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We wanted to be able to look at issues from from every angle and, and flip them upside down and et cetera, et cetera, and inside out and that type of thing. And I think when you can acknowledge your own bias, you know it makes it easier to do that. It's when you're blind to your own bias that you don't have any sense yeah. of how to do that. And so we were able to go in eyes wide open and, and, and be able to, to look at that thing, but still also have a, a sense of ourselves and, and the story. Yeah. I hope that's, that's the I think a lot anyway. of people, wow. especially in the journalism world, uh, I'll say even up until like three months ago, they, they confused or conv- convoluted being objective with being truthful and like getting to the truth of the situation and it's like yeah there's there's, so, there's different Bars. like there, there are different versions of the truth and and yeah if you have your blinders on and you've never been to east flatbush you've never been to brownsville and, and you just and you just you don't know what stat, that truth looks yeah, like yeah you don't know you, it. You don't you, or you it. or you choose not to like you understand it but you put your like deeply ingrained stereotypes like you put your 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 blinders on and your your rose colored glasses on about like what you're doing for certain uh societal movements or whatever like you know and i think we were very um we were very staunch from the beginning in not doing that and we were very staunch in the beginning of having us me and rodney sound like who we cover and where and how we would talk to each other if we were really just leaning back at the end of the day on our debt at our desk at work or like meeting up at a at a stoop or like at happy hour or something like i'm not going to tell you what an mcm bag is because if you're from hip-hop you know what the fuck an mcm bag is exactly. you know what in fact like all of those things yeah, there was, like, those, and, and it's so funny because they come off as like casual conversation between me and rodney but sometimes it was whole conversation be like nah i'm leaving this in nah we gonna let killer mike say what he, he has to say nah we're gonna give uh, I was gonna say someone from my episode who's coming up. Uh, now nah, we're gonna give Max tips like time in the grave. You could drop it. You could drop <laughs> it. I mean, you, like, you, you know, be family. You show love. Exclusive. 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 I mean, you, you, know, you could show love. We you family love here. But, but I think like, so this, much. So you know, much of. She's not. not she's not gonna show the love. She's not. It's cool. It's cool. I think so much of what people like us are rarely granted is our moment and our and our in space to tell our stories because like yeah you can have people um breaking down um 
breaking down stats about the hood who's never actually stepped foot in the hood or you can or you can get a tour guide mm-hmm. who really about it or you can have literally from somebody who's actually exactly. in exactly and, and take- i think everybody and and this is someone and this is something as as a journalist i've learned over time like you can't discount people's voices because everybody is an expert in their own experience and i've said that many times bingo and i think that was something that we were very uh passionate about like and very forthright about always reinforcing with every single episode so I have a I have a question. I have a hold on. I have, I have a quick question. Um, so uh, I think you you said you guys were saying something to basically to the effect that you guys try to look at the truth from every angle and and even again for the people who at home who haven't listened you know whether it's the DJ drama episode the you know the Bobby Schmidt episode they you really get a kind of a a deep dive not only into what is going on like what goes on or what the the superficial what we all see on the news articles and everything but actually deep diving into the the history of certain situations so um who or or what was one of the cases that uh i don't know maybe you had your blinders on to that after kind of doing your research you had you start to kind of see things from a different perspective what was one of those cases for both of you guys yo i mean honestly for me it was the bobby schmurter story and mm. and, and and you know when you hear the episode that actually dropped today fire uh, fire you know, yeah. yeah yeah like you, sid. you hear sid. It's a, thank you sid. please <laughs> please sid. do yeah bow down to sid man sid what you did <laughs> if I if I may, Sid, what you did on that episode, and I'm just saying as a journalist, like I'm not yep. I'm not putting any oh because a woman, a black woman, as a journalist, what you did, and I was driving. I, that's that's how I consume my podcast. Mm-hmm. I was driving, and I'm driving through Brooklyn, mind you. I'm I'm driving uh, through East Flatbush while you're while I'm listening uh, to this. Like I'm literally going down Louisiana, mm-hmm. about to about to hop on about to hop on the belt. So I'm listening. I'm like. I literally passed 51st. I'm like, oh shit. And wow. then like there was this tone you had that wasn't, it wasn't so much comforting. It was, it was, and this is my interpretation. It was like almost like I'm you're learning as well. And it was this, it, it was this ushering. That's what it was. It felt like you were ushering the audience into this story, this, this story that you're guiding them to. A one. A one. Fantastic. As a as as a podcaster, Thank I was you. inspired. Yeah, it was a very that was probably one of the hardest interviews I've done for this whole series. And so that that means a lot. Thanks. And and yeah. It it, it reminded me it reminded me of I don't know if anybody else listened to Mogul, yeah, but of you know, OG yeah. Reg, Rest in Peace mm-hmm. Combat. No that, doubt. Like OG Reg, that's my heart. And I remember mm-hmm. listening to I remember listening to Mogul. And I remember listening to, I think either him, I forgot who sent it to me. I, I got the episode early. And uh, it was the episode where he's talking to the family about mm-hmm. Chris Lighty, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the the issues he was having with his wife, the legal yeah. issues. Right. right. And it was, a, it was a moment where I heard Combat Jack turn into Reggie Ose. Mm. If that makes sense, yeah. right? It, it, does. it, was, it, it, does. it was that yeah. moment. Where he turned into Reggio State, where he had compassion for, he had love and admiration for Chris Lighty as Combat Jack, as the, the as the, um, as, the as, as the, yes, as the executive, the man, but mm-hmm. Chris Lighty, the man, he had mm. to, he had to almost hold himself accountable for like, well, all right, I've been supporting this, so I now have to stand up to this, mm. and that was likening what because that's what I was feeling. Right, and I'm from the hood. I'm from I'm 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 outside. So it's like 
hearing this, you you almost don't realize that, like you said earlier, like these stories don't happen yep. in a vacuum. And to hear it from the other side, but to hear it that way, I was like, wow. Yeah. It, it, it was like one of those moments. So kudos to, 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 to you. This episode was amazing. Everybody should go listen. We're going to keep telling you how to go listen. Um, but yeah, that. Again, wow. I'm about to say, y'all, y'all, y'all know at home that we don't, we, I mean, we big up our friends and all of that. Like, but like, this is like, if you guys, I mean, and I know a lot of you guys at home, y'all like watching all of like the, the, the Netflix, uh, unsolved mysteries and all of that. This is that, like, this is it's that the real deal. This is the real deal, took, holy shit! Right it took me back. It took me back to that year that it happened. Like right. I was, no, I was seriously. Going back, to it, what, going back to what you were saying about people having their blinders on. Like we, if you're from New York and I'm from Brooklyn, we all know those people that never left Brooklyn. Just like mm-hmm. we know those people that that are blind to what goes on in every other borough besides Manhattan. When you're of that class that doesn't mm-hmm. want to see mm-hmm. anything, and the only time they see us is on a news right. screen, mm-hmm. and which I hate the news because everything is negative about us. So it brought me back to that story about how there were still positives in that story about what happened and it's just not the dark to everything. Um, I know a couple of people that are, you know, were, are involved in that situation, whether it be managers or people that are, are still locked up. And it, it's like I said, it took me back to a time where it did, doesn't feel like that long ago. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like it was 2014. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel like six yeah. years. It feels like, and especially yesterday. when you guys told the story, feels it, like feels like, it feels like it's happening. Like, it just happened. Like, this is just a brand new news report. So, like, when I heard you guys talking about it, and I really just, like, I was listening to it today, actually, in my bed. And I closed my eyes, and I put my phone, like, on my shoulder. And I'm imagining going into the studio. So, you, like, had, so you had Rodney Deep Voice in your ear like that? Oh, like, hey, now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hey, now, I'm just asking a, all right, bro. Here Come I on, son. Once again, Come on, son. when I'm being a way to take a topic, so go, make it go so, left. So, Sid, Rodney, y'all see what I'm going through, right? As being the broadcaster here, you see, like, journalistically, <laughs> I would, I had that instinct, like, you, I want to know. You just put your blinders on just then and only thought about what you nah. That's what we was talking about. You see what I'm saying? All right, so, oh, hold on, hold on. Like listen, said, listen. So, so I have, I have a question right, for right. y'all. I have a question for y'all. I just cut me off. Like, wait, Matt. Oh, sorry. Wait, oh, go ahead. Ryan was going. Oh, she go ahead, Ryan. Ryan. Fi- go ahead, Ryan. Finish. Finish. Rodney was Rodney was in your ear. Go ahead. <laughs> Rodney and Sid. There's both. One. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, so when they were talking about quad, I was just imagining, because believe it yeah. or not, right before that happened, I was with Sha at mm. quad. Oh, 200. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes. I, I was with Shot at Quad. This is when I was getting introduced to them. And mind you, I know I know the industry part because I worked at labels, but I also know the street side because I knew all of the the G some of the GS non people, but I knew like GSC. I knew like the mm-hmm. older group mm-hmm. of yeah, them. Yeah. So those are my homies. So I would hear both sides, but I I couldn't put face to face until like, you know, the videos and everything came out and all my people in the videos. But the moment when you were like they were in quad and everybody was upstairs, I knew what studio they were in. I, I knew mm-hmm. what floor it was, I knew what street it was. I felt the situation because there's been other situations that just haven't gone that far in that studio. But that situation alone brought me to a place where it was like, damn, they really, they really took some greatness from us off some, off some, mm. off some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I, so I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Um, as you guys know, we kind of, we not, it feels like kind of because it's not resolved yet, I guess, or it is, and and this nigga just don't doesn't feel over. Concede. Um, 
but we had we just had an election and uh we just got a new president and uh president elect president, president elect. elect president elect um and the president elect and ironically enough the vice president elect well the president elect is more to blame the vice president elect was the one who was making sure that it happened but the 94 crime bill made sure that the 94 crime bill uh was implemented so uh he wrote the 94 crime bill pretty much right? Uh, so I want to know. I want. I want you. I want to speak to. You. I want you guys to speak to. Uh, just kind of how you guys feel about that, and you know, also you guys doing a show about the ramifications of and the victims of the crime bill. You know, this is as you said. You know, hip hop and this mass incarceration goes go hand in hand. And right now we have a president in office that uh, I don't want to say is too blamed for it, but is literally one of the biggest facets to it. President elect, president, president elect, elect, elect. elect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's 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 the huge irony of of America, right? Like, yeah, um, you know, and we talk about that in the first episode. You know, Biden, by like you say, Biden authored that 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 crime bill, and um, and he he part of his campaign to get into office was, you know, he knew he had to. He had to apologize. Mm-hmm. He had to apologize for that crime bill because, you know, where we are today, you know, not just us, but but everybody seems to agree that there needs to be, you know, a level of reform. Oh, 200 percent. A level of abolition. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't even, you know, you you can't even uh, campaign. I mean, it was it was it was so interesting because it was just like, you know, in, in making this, you know, many months ago we're looking at what's going on in, in, in campaign season. And it's like, you know, it kind of doesn't matter who wins this election. Like every, everybody in that office uh, shares a level of guilt in terms of, <laughs> yes. you know, where we are with, with, with this uh, criminal justice system and, and, and mass incarceration and, and how much it just disproportionately falls on us. You know what I mean? Like anybody in that seat of power, you know, has has some has some blame in that um it's it's inescapable you know so um but yeah it is it is interesting to see biden you know in you know in that in that seat now and 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 you know we're gonna have a vice president who you know made her built her reputation on being a prosecutor and forcing um, that crime bill that's what exactly I'm saying, yeah. exactly um but it's also interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how much uh, people in power, you know, whether or not they've just been paying lip service to the idea of changing the system, mm-hmm. confronting the system that, you know, they in a lot of ways either help create or or, or enforce, as you say. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to see what gets done um, going forward with that. I mean, I, I'm, as a journalist, I'm naturally cynical so um <laughs> i don't really wholeheartedly trust yeah. any any you know heartwarming image white people reminds me of some guys i know <laughs> i happen to be on the show i'm glad glad it's not me this I episode gonna... i was about to say it reminds me of definitely you but me too me too i, get it. No. But I was gonna say i don't you i don't trust speak your any truth. Said, speak your truth <laughs> These white men are dangerous. (laughs) And a lot of politicians are white men. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, I don't trust anybody who in a position of power who who did those things to get to that position of power, right? So like, I'm even so remind, like, I'm even reminded of like, I think it was Rodney. You told me about the JPEG Mafia interview where he's like, yes. Mm-hmm. Kamala said on record, like she put mad people away for smoking drugs, and then she went on the Breakfast Club, said she smoked a little weed, and he's like, "So let them out," yep. you know. That's... It's not just about apologizing; it's about atonement, you know. It's about action items. There's no apology other than an action item. I'll tell my significant other that. I'll tell anybody I interview that. I'll say any, you know. So I, that's my belief. But I, I do always want to bring it back to like, what is it within my power to do about it, and what's within mm. my power other than you know the civic duty of voting or or getting your body up and protesting things that you feel are unjust and like human rights violations is like you put it into into your work into your purpose work and and just to bring it back to the show like i think that's what we've been trying to do like weaving these injustices uh, through the story of hip-hop every step of the way like we're talking about things we learned like i never knew about non-unanimous juries until we talked about the mac phipps case and and, and I was just about to ask you about like that. Like things like that. Or or, yep. or the fact that 94% Rage. of plea deals in America, I'm sorry, 94% of cases in America end in a plea deal are pleaded because they just pleaded, throw yep. as much as they can at you to get you to like cop to like whatever number of years. So as long as they have a win, they yep. don't care if it's 20 years, 70 years. It's a big agenda. It don't matter. Agenda. So I always just bring it back to like, what can I do? What's within my purpose? So then I, I so I, I, that actually leads me to to one more question. Um, uh, as you guys have, you know, with with how you guys are, especially the amazing uh, journalism that you guys are doing, um, you, you, get, you guys are getting a chance to see this at, from all sides. So uh, what are some action items that you would love to see for our president elect and vice president elect to uh, to put in place kind of tone yeah, to, yeah. To, to atone for what they've for what they've done to uh, get that position of power there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. See, I, I always feel like, I mean, it's, that's a good question. I always feel kind of torn as a journalist about um, whether or not that that part of it should be something where I I, ha- I put my voice in it. I mean, obviously, I, I want to see stuff change. Mm. But I just feel like, you know, for me, the work is just exposing the BS, you know, and, 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 and the people who are about, you know, fighting for change, you know, whether it be through activism, whether it be through the political system. Um, I, I mean, I did vote, you know what I'm saying? I vote, you know, um, but I also know that voting ain't enough. True. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I always feel, I, I used to, I used to, I remember uh, 
Ta-Nehisi coach used to say stuff like that too after he would write those dynamic, you know, pieces at at Atlantic, you know, like, you know, the one about, um, he did one mm-hmm. about mass incarceration, yes, but, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but the really big one was on, um, was on, uh, was on, um, man, what was that? What was the really big one that he did? Um, uh, me, oh no, I was thinking about his book. I was going to say me against uh, me, uh, me against the Well, book. yeah, that's the book. Yeah. Um, it was, it's, it's, it's not gentrification. It's, it's on, uh, man, uh, on reparations. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the really big, the really big one he did on yes, reparations yes. and, and in interviews, he, yes, the he, case, he, the case of reparations, the uh, case for the, against, the case for rep, yeah, the mm-hmm. case for yeah. And when in interviews, when he would get asked that same question that you just asked, Mac, like he would always kind of say, "Well, you know, it's just it's just my job as a journalist to kind of like the same answer I gave." And I remember I would be like, "Come on, just tight, like, like come on, man, right?" <laughs> nah, yeah, but. I guess in being in that position now, I kind of feel, I kind of feel the same. I kind of feel like, you know, like we put so much into, into the work and, in, in, and into making sure that, you know, we did acknowledge our biases going into these stories and, and, and that we do think about this, you know, in, in as complex and complicated a way as possible. And that we try to challenge all of the, you know, all of the, the norms that, 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 you know, that journalism has, you know, in terms of how journalism has typically covered these stories. Cause you know, media is a big mm-hmm. part of the problem with all of this. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. We, there's a I long mean. lineage of mass um, media reinforcing racism and then not calling it racism. You know, like we say straight mm-hmm. up in a lot exactly. of these episodes, this is racist. This is a human rights violation. Yes. We say, you know? yes. So yeah. yeah, sorry, go ahead, Renny. Yeah. So no, no, no. So, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, so much of that is, is is taking so much work on our part. I feel like I'm gonna leave the the other part to to the people who you know are more suited, are better suited for for that kind of work. You know what I mean? I got you. Um, obviously, I can have my opinions, but um, that's a good question. It's kind of like when you ask the rapper a political question, and you know, <laughs> whatever whatever he says is gonna be like, why why did we bother asking uh, the rapper this question? You know what I'm saying? I feel, <laughs> so, it, I feel it. I feel it. I don't. I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't even necessarily know where to begin with it because so much needs to be righted. You know, this but I think so, that's important. Yeah. That it, not to step on whatever you. No, no I'm ahead. saying you're absolutely. But right. I think yeah, I think that's so important, right? I think that's so important, especially for those of us who are paid to think. Right. Like there's a difference. Right. Like a rapper would kind of, you know, it, although it, whether it be fair or not or just or we not, give them a break. Um, We kind of give them a break or we're extremely hard. Right. But for those. But but that's not their job. Right. Their job is to es- essentially make music that we like. Mm-hmm. Right. With those right. of us who are empowered by the people, you, everybody here, we're only here in this space doing this podcast, being able to do this interview with you guys, because there's a proof of concept, right? We, we've had we've had this show, people listen to it. So we're essentially paid to think. And mm. I think with, I think the problem is like, I see a lot of guests who come, a lot of guests, the influx of guests who've asked to come on the show in the next coming weeks, that's the first thing they say, no politics, no politics, no politics. And this isn't a political podcast, nor do we look to have these conversations. This fits in the, the realm of the conversation we're having. And we're all intelligent enough to speak on it without sounding mm-hmm. like idiots. But mm-hmm. the fact that you didn't just toss it aside and the fact that the people, now somebody might hear it and think you're rambling. Somebody might hear it and say, yo, he's making mad sense. And that's the side I sit on because we heard 
you literally work through that thought. Oh, yeah. And I think that's mm. extremely important and necessary for, uh, like you you spoke and you were like, well, here, and you we heard you go to this idea and we heard you come back to this idea and you still settled Good. in the middle of, ooh, that's rough, I really don't have an answer. But we need <laughs> that, right? And that's extremely important. So I, I don't be, I, I, far be it for me to tell an esteemed journalist not to be too rough on yourself, but don't, right? Because I think that's the part that we need. Yeah, cool. we do. We do. Cool. We do. I'm, I'm glad you understand what I what I what I was trying. To yeah, do. because I just be talking bullshit. So I know. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just say I just say the first thing that comes to my mind. And typically, now he thought. Sometimes it's, he thought about. Sometimes it, it sounds good. Sometimes it don't. But <laughs> as being somebody, I understood what you were trying to avoid happening here. Thank um, you. Thank you. I, what I do want to ask, um, I do want to ask a two part question. Um, maybe 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 not. Um. Is there a case or is there, I hate saying cases, is there a story that you covered uh, during the, during this podcast, whether it's been out, when it's come out or not, where he trying to, he trying you went to give up the goods. I know, I keep already. <laughs> no, I'm not trying, I'm not, li- listen, I'm, li- respect what's going on here, Ryan. Muffled, no, but muffled. has there been one where you, uh, where you stopped being a consumer for a moment and realized that there's real people on the other side of this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought you were gonna answer. I'm sorry. Push, push, push. I thought hey, you were gonna. Who gonna say? Who gonna snitch I first? Gonna say, <laughs> I'm done. I'm I think, done. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think on the story that the the recent one, the one that didn't come out, out this yet. Week, yep. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, which is now the one that didn't come out. We're trying to get right, you. right. <laughs> you know about about the real world um, effects of a family who. Their son died yes. at the high, at the hands of someone who's in GS9, like associated with Bobby Schroeder, right? Mm-hmm. So there's that one. And I, like I said earlier, like that was one of the hardest interviews I've ever had to do. Not even, I mean, not even within this podcast, like I've ever had to do. I've, I've talked to, to a lot of artists before. I've, I've done, you know, human interest pieces before, but like to have to ask a grieving mother to reread the closing statement on the sentencing hearing of her killer that was, is like a Jesus very hard to do. And, yeah. and I had to, once had again, she kept apologizing because you know, like as women, like you, 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 you're, you're, you're trying to not show emotion, but then with this emotional thing, she's like, I'm sorry, can I take a break? I'm like, don't apologize. We could take as many breaks as you want, right. as you want. Right. So there was that one. And then um, coming up in a few weeks, we have another story that is, even more personal and intimate than than the one y'all heard this week, and it's and it's focused around. If you want to say a name, I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's, you don't, it's, it's fine. It's on a okay. Philly rapper who is uh, well known, like uh, like on the cipher scene level. And that cool, story guess. is you're not. I mean, you're you're not gonna oh, guess. Right. You're not gonna guess the story. <laughs> Y'all know, y'all know me. Like, hold on, Philly, hold like on. My second I'm about to say, I, I, I will say, I'll say, ooh, if it's who I think it is, I'm excited. And then, if it is who I think it hello. is, and I'm then, excited. <laughs> after that, we have another story. We went over to the West Coast at the top of this year before like COVID closed everything down, and we have like a different way in and a different lens in on the legacy of Nipsey Hussle that I feel like people have never heard before. And and I think that's just a through line of a lot of a lot of the stories we try to tell. Like we're trying to tell you the story behind the story. We're trying to tell you the real world implications and and what goes on after you know after the trending topics are over and after the headlines have been written and you know 
of course there 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 could be like there could be a cover story about this person when they get out but it's like how are they living as a human being in between the time when they were in the spotlight and their and their you know moment in the sun and redemption trying to get you know swooped up by another label like we just try to show you like mm-hmm. the the humanity behind the art forms I, I remember when we were pitching this thing like however many years ago because uh, this has been obviously you could tell from the reporting it's been a long process yeah. Yeah. like somebody asked us who are who are the like we said we're going to talk to rappers and they were like okay so who are the real people in the stories we're like the rappers the rap like it's so funny because we had cause, you know, in America, how did you not we're get programmed to like I, I, see celebrities as not human beings you know and and i think mm. every 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 word every bar every every lyric every couplet like it's informed by real world experiences and so you want to honor that and, mm-hmm. and show show the the depth and breadth of it yeah. Um, and I guess to tie it back on to that, because I, man, listen to that episode today, right? And let me ask y'all this. This is, I, this is set up the question. What is Rodney and Sid, um, and all, all, everybody, uh, what is y'all definition of justice, right? Like if something were to happen, just like in, in a very utopian, you know, very simple answer, like if something were to happen to you, what is justice? Like what is your idea of justice? Man, I don't know, to be honest. I mean, I think that's one thing that I, there, there's this interview that, and I hope, I hope it ends up making one of our last episodes that I did with a, a really well-known rapper. Named. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Thanks, 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 Rodney. Clearly we know who the favorite is today. Okay, Thanks, Rodney, <laughs> giving us a bone. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Y'all stupid. Just here giving you guys a great interview. At least we can get it exclusive. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, no, Tia, I asked him something about, you know, what would what would America look like if, if, uh, there weren't this level of injustice mm-hmm. directed at us, directed mm. at our communities. What would Black America and be like man, without he had this. Mm. He had he had this the most profound answer, which I almost hate Don't to give it away because wait, can I try? Can I try? How can many I try? big can words did he use? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, go ahead. Ask the question, and I'm gonna try and answer. Ask me the question. I'm Ti. Are you gonna answer? Ti. Hold on, hold on. Right, all the way to the side. Took that all the way. Go ahead, go ahead. Ask me the question, Rodney. I'm ready. So, Tip, what what would what would America look like or be like if there was no injustice in this country? Well, my comrade, that's actually an exquisite. (laughs) That's an exquisite question of the highest level, and an honor to serendipitously be here to answer the question. Uh, I actually think that if my top was back. And, uh, I had the motivation to tell them who they don't know. <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> I, I, I like to think I have, I probably yeah, have it's the a, best it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, it's in the a, land. Good, you know, I'd like to. That was all right. You know what I mean? That's not bad for for a New York wow. New York cat's impression of. of well, well, thank well, thank you, my my good comrade. Thank you. No, um, but the, the reason I asked y'all what does justice look like is because that episode 
the episode just ring, and y'all gotta hear this, right? Y'all have to hear this. If you don't hear any episode of this podcast, mm-hmm. y'all have to hear this episode because when Sid starts to break down the way the not the defense, but the prosecution, the prosecutor. Sid, you said something on that episode. I don't know. I mean, I know you remember, but if I may um par- paraphrase what you said, you said. That no, because in the eyes of the law, no black boy could ever be fully mm-hmm. innocent. The you, you and, and you know because of my ties to the street, I I'm not going to speak too much on on that. But what what on that incident? But there was two victims. One victim being a woman. They referred to the you said you said they referred to the woman as mm-hmm. a victim. But the young boy, who 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 was killed. They referred. To, they made their case. In order to get a conviction, they had to make him a criminal by right. association. To, to paint it as an act of is, revenge. So, yeah. Right. And, and the very next word, and I don't know if this was done on purpose. I like to give y'all credit and say it was. The very next word after that was um, the boy's mother saying, we got justice. They're going away. And to me, that's, that stuck out. And I had to pause it for a minute and think. I do that with podcasts. Sometimes I pause and think. I, I got to digest it. Yeah. And because... And, it, it, she sounds so elated, but is that true elation when she has to sit at home and realize, like, because she had said before, like, my son was never, she said my son wasn't about that life. And, you know, essentially what mother would know, you know, my mom. True indeed. Well, she she knew. <laughs> never mind. But, <laughs> some know, some don't. <laughs> some know. Some right. But to have to deal with that, right, to, to get, to swallow that pill, I guess I'm saying, in order to get justice, is it really justice? I feel like there's justice on both sides. Some people, some some people's justice will be different if if you're the one going to prison, and that side of the family is losing somebody, and there'll be justice on another side, somebody who lost somebody, like with death and stuff like that. I feel like, but in in order to secure that, you cost, had to yeah. exactly you the, the the cost was your son's name. It's Absolutely. a tainted. The cost was your tainted, son's uh, was your son's legacy. Yeah, it's a tainted justice. Yeah, it's. So 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 yeah. So I'm asking. So like Rodney said, like hearing that in the on the cutting room floor, even said hearing that in real time. Did that change the way you view justice in this in this in this world, or at least in America? I think. Well, after after she said that, I was like, "Do you feel like you had justice in this situation?" She said, "Yes," and I said, "But they made him a gang member." And she was like, "And this is something that did actually make the cutting room floor." She was like. But just to know that they weren't going to do it again to another family, or maybe a version of that did make it in. She was like, okay. No. She's like, just to know, she was like, yeah, but just to know they weren't going to do that to another family, that made me be able to sleep a little easier. Like, And, and I would have much rather hear that. And that didn't come, what she did, she read yeah. her statement, and in her statement she said she believed that they would yeah, do she it believed, again. Exactly. But she hearing that... Hearing that, yeah, yeah hearing that yeah. out of her mouth, it would have at put some ease because I'm like, yo, the the, the position mm-hmm. we're put in As to receive listener, this justice, yeah. it, it makes me exactly. It's like, is it worth it, right? Like, is it worth it? Like, like even when the scales guess, are tipped in your favor, you gotta sacrifice a little bit of yourself for it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You have to. There's always the, no, there's always that like that level of. Uh, uh, to 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 your point, Mouse. Yeah, it 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 could either come off 
one of two ways, right? Like with that statement, either it could come off like, uh, like, like we said, a tainted version of justice or martyrdom, you know? Um, mm. You know, he's, 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 his mother is sacrificing something greater than him to mm. ensure that this wouldn't, you know, that this wouldn't happen again. And again, just like you guys said, truth comes in many different colors, mm-hmm. different shapes and sizes. Yeah. So, you know, that is, that is very much her truth. Uh, we we don't know we don't fully know uh you know his ties to the streets or or what he was doing what he didn't do um or his affiliate you know all of that stuff is yeah. hearsay right and um, that's why there's so but, many there are so many like we leave we leave the space for the open questions and it's like yeah the prosecutor said they had a detective who had told them an informant blah 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 would, yeah. but also we talked to all these people on and off the record because a lot of his friends and family like wouldn't go on the record with us. Which is which is mm. fine, but like as long as we can have them say something that we can repeat, like yeah, and they told us no, he was never affiliated, blah blah blah. He he hung out with these people, but he was never in it, blah blah blah. So it's like yeah, the the lines get blurred so much, but then that's why on the back end of everything that happened in court, we did a, a short breakdown of of uh what is it structural, cultural, and direct violence, and these are things that are so covert and invisible in neighborhoods until they are not like a lot of the people think of violence Mm -hmm. as like physical altercations like that shooting but there's structural violence which is which is which goes into kids not not graduating high school which goes into people being able to sell crack since the fifth grade and then Mm -hmm. there's cultural violence which is the the prejudice that are placed upon them because they come from this neighborhood because they have this zip code and it's and it all collides in moments of real world interactions and then it gets played out so that you become a martyr, like you said, Mac, in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is definitely it's it's definitely. I mean, I think I mean we know from being fans, but did y'all have right. any idea just like how deep hip hop could be? Cause like this is literally like Ross said, this is deeper than rap. Yeah. Like what we're talking about, right. what what you guys are doing an amazing job of of getting across to people is lit- is that literal statement. It's deeper than rap. This is deeper than the the braggadocious, the 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 those form those, that that art form of just wordplay and all that. It's deeper than rap. Like, did you guys know just, or or did you have that connection with hip hop before this? Yeah. Knowing that it was deeper yeah. than rap. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to pitch this as hard as we did at a, at a network that is, you know, predominantly white without like knowing it and showing it and campaigning and showing up for it every day. But go ahead, Randy. Yeah, and you know that's 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 a part of you know, as 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 journalists, you know, for me, like covering hip hop is about so much more than just you know reviewing albums or you know creating creating exactly. in year in lists and, and that kind of stuff. I mean that's that stuff is the that's the mm-hmm. that's the fun part. You know what I mean? It's it's cool to do that. I mean hell I'm I'm up at Thursday at midnight to, to, to hear what's dropping and all of that. But um you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But 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 to me as a as a journalist, you know, especially at You clearly miss throat baby. I, I don't know why throw baby that I'm, but, but when throat baby <laughs> drop you missed that I don't know what happened bro. <laughs> I gotta get my Google on when I when, when the interview is over. I'm gonna send you. I'm I'm gonna send you the link. Don't worry. We friends now. We colleagues and friends now. I got y'all. Listen, you sometimes me? you don't have to take him. Seriously. <laughs> Everything he says does not have to be taken. Oh my far. god! But I actually I I actually do have a question. Um, <laughs> when talking <laughs> when talking about like 
off the record statements and since they are off the record like there's certain things you can't say like um how do you build that into your story of of telling people stories like i know it's difficult to say those things because you really can't if you, you want to put yeah. them on yeah you, you can't but how do you you there's certain things you have to say but it's the way you say it so how do you kind of build that into your stories i'm sure i understand uh the question the question yeah well, I think I think at least this is my interpretation of what you're yeah, saying. Like, I think I think they because um, what Sid was discussing about you know mm-hmm. talking off the record with certain people. Like, how do you use those off the record statements to substantiate and help other on the record statements and help? Because in that off the record statement, there was probably a truth that you now have to use in telling mm. the story. Oh, you mean like how do you substantiate it and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. yes, um, yes, yes. Sorry about my, you know, my, my words. No, no, no. It was, it's not you. It's, it, was, it was me. But go no. ahead. Um, I mean, for one thing, I'm sorry. I said oh, go, go ahead go, and go. start talking. Go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for one thing, like a lot of off the record stuff is, is never is never used, right? It's never mm-hmm. it's never we 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 just literally can't use it because. But like for instance, in the Max story, um, there is a um, there's a there's a witness to the shooting at the club that night who, um, the one who exactly, didn't want to talk, mm-hmm. who, 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 who later, who was pregnant who, on the stand. Yeah. Yeah. Who later mm-hmm. recants her, her years later. She, she, she says that she was, you know, she testified under pressure from the DAs and, um, we reached out to her again and, and wanted to interview her for, for our story. And, she said she didn't want to be interviewed, but she didn't mind us saying that um, one of the reasons why she didn't want to talk to us on the record is because of the, the pressure that police still, you know, her fear of the pressure that police still put on people who um, speak yeah. out against yeah. them, you yeah. know, down mm-hmm. there in, in, in Slidell, uh, Louisiana. So, you know. It just yeah. sounds racist. Yeah. 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 Where you going, slide out? <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. A lot of people. Jesus. A lot Christ. of times, like you know, the the term like off the record, it's been dramatized in certain ways. But when people say something's off the record, it it has to qualify usually as something that's gonna affect their life or livelihood. And in the case okay. of that young woman who didn't want to talk, it was gonna affect her life, right? In the case of some of uh, Brian's friends who still live around the way living it's gonna affect yeah. their life so we're like okay you're we're okay putting this off the record but like you the, like ronnie said you got to check with like what check with them what you are what is okay to say in paraphrase in what they said even if it's off the record Okay, I, I think that's I, I think that's one of the most important parts of this because i'm 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 normally not this quiet but um this situation is so close mm-hmm. to home. It kind of it kind of feels that way. Puts you in a predicament. It puts right. me in a way. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to do or to not do, to say or to not say, because I know the people that are affected on mm-hmm. both sides mm-hmm. of this. So in this in this whole conversation, even when I listened to it this morning, it was not more of what I could say while we're doing this episode. It was more of what I can listen mm-hmm. to and what I can really take in and understand that I can't always. Like you said, there's always more sides to a story. I can't always say my story because somebody might feel a way about my side of the story because I might know certain things. Right. Or I might get a call, which I have before, like, yo, Ra, we appreciate you speaking good about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So 
that's that's in a situation for me where it's just like I want to say so much, but I can't say so much, and I and I don't want to say too little because I don't want to seem like I don't care so much because I care so mm. much, and it and it's and it's tough, but like this is just it, it's amazing to me. That's why I'm really just in awe. Mm. No, nah, yeah, and, I'm about and, to say and, even 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 just being around you, right, and and knowing. Again, knowing knowing your affiliations with with uh, with the sides uh, involved, um, it even gave me a different listen to the, to it. Like you know, listening to both episodes, you you start to it, uh, again. You know, I think we all we all fall victim to to looking at uh, a lot of times these celebrities or these these situations as happening like once or or like oh my god this is oh my god this is so crazy but then you start to get the chance to talk to the people who knew these people you start to right. start to hear from the people who are actually involved in this situation and the the uh the the hard exterior of celebrity begins to crack mm-hmm. and through the crack you start to see what shines through whether it is those different glimmers of who they were, like uh, y'all was saying. I think his his mom said something like, "Yo, Bobby was the or Akil. Akil was the type of kid who, if he saw that somebody was dancing at a party, like right. you'd have to bring him out, out in a stretcher out. because yeah. he's trying to outdance everybody." And so you start to kind of to to, to I guess because I don't have a a more prettier word for it. You really start to humanize these guys. Um, so yeah, uh, so let me ask. Yeah, very oh, very right. big kudos me, to you guys for that. Thank you, man. So so let me let me ask you guys this. Um, you know, before we let you guys out of here, um, as as a journalist, uh, you know, self taught. You know, what I mean, I, I ain't go to mm-hmm. college or nothing. Just grew up, uh, you know, basically studying the double XL. I like I tell people all the time, like it. it Rob Markman is one of my closest friends and, and mentors okay. now, and right. it's so dope because I used to steal. I used to steal. The actual double XL yeah. magazines from the if if I mean everybody we're all of an age of course if you remember going mm-hmm. to the supermarket yeah. you remember the double XL would be right there so when my mom checking out I'm like <laughs> stolen uh, like I'm out boy like I like my like I literally it, it got to a point my mom be like where you these magazines <laughs> I bet you want to know but so it's, it's dope right and it's like now that I'm in this now that I'm in this this moment where I share space with you know writers and, and people that I look up to and minds that I, I grew up looking up to and listening to and who taught me this as a journalist myself I'm I'm always like what did I learn right even if it's this podcast and we had a discussion about niggas ain't shit but what did I learn right like what did I learn from whoever we spoke to you know what did I learn y'all have a super intricate story that you guys are covering a ever-evolving story that you guys are covering I want to ask y'all before y'all get out of here what have you learned what have you learned, Sid? Why you doing that? Why, Why are you, you really writing? They journalists, real journalists, think before they talk. I nah, just said, I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. And this is kudos to what we doing over here at the guy next door. We've been smoking their ass. Okay. So Rodney, so Rodney been throwing. He been deflecting. Let's see what's going on. That was a good Atlanta pause. He was like, so uh, that was <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> really, that was 20. That was 23. That was 23 and three. That's what that was. I like that. I like that. Uh, well, I've learned that that real storytelling and real truth telling 
takes a long, long, long time. Mm. We have, wow. we, Rodney and I both started working at NPR in 2017. I came at the later in the year, Rodney got there early in the year. As soon as we got together, we're like, yo, we need a hip hop podcast from NPR and we need something that's not just right. um, like two way or like round table, right? We knew we wanted that. But between then and now, the incubation process, the research process, the fact check, the edit, the production, the reaching out to sources, the chasing people, it's it's been so and then and then learn again, like I said, like learning about the laws that are in play and are are like presented to to be like a shadow catch all for neighborhoods mm-hmm. of color black and brown people mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just been i think that the the volume and the and the complexity of the work is really what has surprised me because it's like people will complain about a 50 minute episode i'm like this 50 minute episode took a year of my life okay so yeah I don't know who's complaining about that. You know, Put it in yeah. my veins. So that's why I, I mean, even as a, even as like, if if I interview someone for like an album or we're doing an album review, like I'm very um, cognizant and respectful of how, like you can tell who puts time into what, because it shows. Even if you don't think it's good, even if you don't think the album is good and you're not, and you're not like fucking with certain songs or for certain topics, like, you got to respect the the sheer volume of effort and work that went into it. And so um, mm-hmm. it's even surprised me how long because because like I said, like I've been I've been in New York for a while. I've, I I lived through the summer of 2014 and the fall of 2014 and, and all those things like I've I, I've loved hip hop all my life. I thought I knew some of these stories and I've learned new layers to these stories. So and I've done that and I've learned those new layers through the paces of the work like this is like there's no there's no replacement for doing the work mm, that's mm. good and on the yeah. heels of that i'm gonna say you know one thing that i think i've definitely learned is that the work is never done mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. funny that you mentioned you mentioned combat uh at, at the top of this yeah. because this this yeah rest in peace you know, OG, right? i mean this yes, is totally sir. inspired by by, by the work he did with mogul you know i got yeah. to interview him right before right when it came out <laughs> And, and and funny enough, he he said he had always wanted to do you know kind of a, an NPR style podcast. That's exact. That's literally mm-hmm. what he said when when he told when we was talking about yeah. it at um at Engine mm-hmm. Room because I used to be up under mm-hmm. him like because that was right around the time I got into podcasting okay. yep. yep. um with my first podcast yeah. and I would just up I'd be at Engine Room just sitting there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, man. I was a big fan, man. I, I listened every week and um. And when he did Mogul, you know, it just kind of opened up, you know, a whole new, like, it was a paradigm shift in podcast to me, you know, like, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, 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 hip hop is storytelling. Like, let's use mm-hmm. hip hop to tell the stories of our community, of our culture, you know what I mean? In a journalistic way. And so, you know, the same way that he did that work and that we've done all of this work for the last two years. There's so many more stories to tell, you know, so many more, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of going back to your other question about, you know, how do we get this change to happen or what change needs to happen? All I know to do is to keep telling stories, man. You know what I mean? Because I feel like that's the the only way or, or, or the best way to get, you know, 
get messages across and, and to get people to think about issues and to get people to feel like they can relate to these people that, you know, like Mac, like you were saying that they only see as entertainers, you know what I mean? Um, is, is, is telling these stories and, 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 you know, there's, there's so many more, so many stories in this season we, that we couldn't tell. That we couldn't tell, right. You know, and, right. and, and, and so many more to tell on so many other topics. So, you know, the work, the work takes a long time and the work is never done. The work you is know? never done. Yep. And, and it's so, well, listen, well, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And, and I think it. just on the point of the fact that we have so many stories to tell, that shows you how seismic and systemic of a problem this is. The fact that we have so many options of stories to tell, that shows you the, the insidious nature of these systems that we live under. Right. So I think, until until though until those behaviors go until exactly, freedom until we still, we still until got freedom say yeah um and that was the not that was the not Nicki Minaj version guys just want to let y'all know because you know the girls go crazy no I'm just kidding um listen I I want to say I want to say from the bottom of my nerd uh heart thank you guys for doing this we appreciate this. you um, man we really appreciate thank you serious so thank, thank you. Thank, thank you guys. This is this has been literally everything uh, we could have hoped to have been to have you guys on here and talk about this show. Um, please, please tell the people where they can follow you, follow the show, get this show in their veins. Yeah, we are at uh, Louder Than a Riot on on Twitter and uh, and uh, where are we also? Okay, yeah, you can. <laughs> You can I'm so catch used to, I'm just, Rodney Short. Rodney Short is age. <laughs> Rodney Short is age. I'm so used to. Uh, you, you know, mean, we on the whatever you click. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We on that. Uh, we on that damn Twitter. Twitter thing. So the podcast is called Louder Than a Riot. You can find it wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube even. And they drop every week at midnight, thir- midnight Eastern in the mornings on Thursday. With Wednesday. Yeah, right? well, Wednesday night, okay. 12 a.m. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and if they, if anyone wants to reach us, we have a Twitter. It's called at Louder Than a Riot. And if you want to tap in and email us, we're louder at npr.org. There we go. Do you mind just telling them who was the best interview you had? Not mind. You don't have. I mean, to. you don't have to. <laughs> let them. Let them hear it. Let Y'all have it. to. We know. We know what happened. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm seriously. Thank you guys so much for coming thank on. You, um, we're we're definitely gonna be tuned in. If there's anything that y'all um need from our side, I mean, y'all seriously. are <laughs> amazing. So you NPR, don't need us. But yeah. if there is anything you from need need from our side, let us know. Um, we'd love to be a part of it. Any other stories y'all doing? Let us. Uh, we'd love to be a part. Of any collaborative efforts. Um. Rodney Carmichael, Sid Madden, Louder Than a Riot. We appreciate y'all stopping by the crib. For you listeners at home, we appreciate y'all for listening. And make sure you continue to listen, subscribe, comment, and rate. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we're going to ask you for the five-star rating. Yep. Why? Because I love children. how y'all do that. We and can't we say validation. that. We can't say give us five stars. We just say rate and review, but we really want to say five stars. But I respect how y'all say it. <laughs> if you listen to Louder yes. Than a Riot, give, give them, them five, five stars. <laughs> Why? Because they're amazing, but they're also children, and they need validation. Come on. Because anyone who does anything for any public consumption, we're children we're at children. heart. We need the validation yes, to keep going. Okay, so do that for us. Um, also, make sure you are. Uh, li- make sure y'all stop being lazy. Stop being cheap. Y'all come 
in our crib, eat our food, listen to our conversations, be all in our business. And, and it's for free. Y'all get two episodes for free. You hear us on Monday and then y'all going to be right in our face on Thursday with nothing but Lent and an empty stomach. <laughs> no more. Go to the patreon.com backslash guys next door pod. Put a little bit snap on the Petro. We got Mac and Christina, uh, his, his, his baby mama, girlfriend, lady in his life. Yep. They just took the compatibility test. So you could go see that. There's, uh, we might have some new stuff with Dr. Ish over there. Um, but make sure y'all are patrons um, so you don't miss the exclusive content. Um, and also make sure you're following us on YouTube at guys next door pod. Make sure you subscribe over there. Um, I already told y'all asses about the letters. Okay, we didn't read no letters today, so I told y'all asses about the letters. Um, and on that note, I'm so happy that uh, we were able to have Sid and Rodney here. Um, y'all better make sure y'all listen. I'm going to keep saying it. Seriously. Um, and until then, we'll see y'all black asses and white ones on Thursday. Peace. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.